Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect, and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry, but we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Become a Faith Mama sponsor and join us in spreading the message of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms across the world by visiting www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor. Welcome to episode 32 of the Faith Mamas podcast. Today, we will be talking about the topic of what is prayer? Here's a little glimpse of our conversation. You have to understand and you have to get to a place where you're comfortable just being who you are in front of God and knowing that he doesn't expect for you to come to him, you know, all dressed up with a bow tie or, or your, your most beautiful gala dress on. Like he doesn't, he doesn't expect for us to come to him that way because if we came to him that way, then we wouldn't need him. We are so excited to dig into this topic with you. So let's jump right in. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Faith Mama podcast. We're so glad to have you join us, and this week we are continuing our series on prayer. But before we jump into today's topic, I want to encourage you mamas, if you haven't already, download our Faith Mama app. It gives you 24 hours a day, seven days a week access to our podcast, our daily devotionals, to your Bible. There's so much awesome content downloaded there, and it is available for you to download today on the Google App Store and iTunes. Before we jump into our topic, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Mom Life Roll Call. Woohoo! The Mom Life Roll Call. All right, mamas. This is a portion of our podcast where we take all of your awesome mommy stories that you share with us, and we put your children on blast. There are times in which kids have done some really amazing things that make us laugh, They also let you know as a mom you're not by yourself and that you can make it. They will not be little people, big people, whatever kind of people they are. They won't be those people they are forever. Because mom life happens, we stick together, we share our moments, and since we're having prayer month this month, we're going to pray about them too. How about that? We're just going to pray about them. Um, So I was looking through in our virtual village, ladies, and This one is a short one, but it's a funny one. And so I'm going to have to, once again, like I did last week, I'm going to have to describe a picture. So I need all my moms. I know you all can use your imagination because you have children and you know what it's like. So I have this picture, and it's from my sister, Ryan Gaines. And she just has a really (laughs) simple tag on it. It says, my baby living her best life. And the hashtag is what I love, hashtag poolside and ice cream. Now, my buddy, BK, is sitting in a pink pool with her swimsuit on with a cute little, like, straw fedora hat, real cute, and she's eating ice cream, and she looks like she doesn't have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a care in the world. And my, look, my homegirl, how is uh, BK's two, three? Two, two and a half. Two, two and a half. She's two and a half. Two and a half living her best life in a pink swimming pool 
eating ice cream with little balls and little toys floating around with a fedora hat on. Now, you might say, why is that a mom life moment? Because this is what our kids do to us, y'all. They run us wild, and then they sit back and look at us like, I'm living my best life, Mommy. Why aren't you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. So we need to live our best life, Mama. Live your best. Your kids are living it and looking at you. You might as well live your best life, too. Shout out to BK. Y'all need to go check that out. I think that was from the 3rd of September. If you're in the virtual group, please go find that Mom Life. Monday um, post, BK's in the comments, and my girl is chilling. And she just makes, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like doing just like what she's doing right now. Chilling. <laughs> chilling. And I take some ice Living cream her too. best life. Living her yeah. best life. This is what God wants us to do. I was trying not to, you know, go deep already, but I'm like, that's what Jesus wants us to do. See, BK got me started. Mm-hmm. That's mom life. What? <laughs> mom life for real. That's mom life, y'all. All right, so today we are going to be continuing our topic of prayer. And the question we're really looking into is what is prayer? And how do we know that we're doing prayer right? So after last week's podcast, there was a lot of talk about prayer, and many of the moms in the Faith Mama Virtual Village worried that they weren't doing prayer right. They wondered if they were saying the right things or if they were Um, just doing prayer right. So today we are going to talk about is there a right way to pray? Is there a right way to pray? So we are going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. And to kind of set the stage, Jesus is talking to his uh, disciples, and he's talking to them about prayer. And we're going to dig into this scripture. Again, that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 13. And it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And this is the NIV version, and I'm going to stop there. Um, And I'm going to just ask you guys a question and say, what is Jesus saying here? What is he saying here? What What are some of the things that you guys are getting when you hear this chunk of teaching where Jesus is really getting into the nitty gritty of prayer with his disciples? Um, I think the first thing that jumps out to me is prayer is sacred and that when you're communicating to God through prayer, like it's such a personal and um, a sacred act. And I think it's really interesting that he, he points out the first thing he says is don't be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And so like we shouldn't really be concerned with 
being seen or how our prayers are being received by other people because really it, the person who's listening is God and, and he wants to know what's on our heart and not to get that, let, not to let that get like convoluted by what people are thinking about the prayers that you're saying. And so I think that's why he's trying to stress the importance of, you know, like this is an act between you and I that is sacred. And it really, what I'm, what I really care about is like what's in your heart versus what you sound like when you pray out loud. That was awesome. Like you said the word sacred and I'm just like, that is, that was good. <laughs> I never really thought about it like that until you really, Said that so sorry. I'm gonna say something else, but just whew, I thank God for giving you that word because it's just something, especially when you hear sacred, you just think intimate and it's personal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's also special and it's powerful. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, when I hear that, I'm gonna tell you what stood out to me. I'm like, so you don't want me to repeat myself because you already know what I'm thinking. So why am I talking to you about it, Lord? That was my first thing. Sorry, <laughs> everybody probably didn't feel that way. So I'm like, okay, so why am I talking to you? And so, Ryan, I'm glad you went first. Because it's a sacred moment is what God was, I guess, answering my question through you, that, you know, God is not going to override us, right? You know, he, it's so amazing what relationship does. A relationship means we work together. And he's so great that God actually will not override your will. You know, and you guys, you correct me if I'm wrong because I don't mind being corrected. It could be my misunderstanding, but I don't believe he's going to override your will. And so in order to invite him into your life to help with some things, because he already knows what you need, you got to say it. you got to talk to him about it. you got to let him come in. And when you let him come in, then he can guide us. You know, that prayer is that time where he's talking to us and he's going to give us strategy. You know, so I realize, like, listening to that prayer is not the moment where I go to sit and ask about everything I need. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask everything I need because it's just about me and what I need. I need this and I need that. It's not a list because he knows that. But it's a moment where I feel God wants to, you know, really um, be able to give, be given permission to come in and actually really address things that not just we need ourselves but things that he wants to do for other people through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, one of the things that um, – when you guys both were talking, that it really made me realize is that we have to understand what the disciples were seeing on a regular basis here, right? So Jesus was addressing two things that they were seeing on a regular basis. They were seeing people praying out loud um, in the streets just to be heard. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't because they were trying to connect with God. It was literally because they were trying to be heard and they felt like they had a prayer that would move people, Right. And, and it had nothing to do with God. And so basically Jesus said they, have their, they received their reward in full. Why did he say that? Because their heart was to move people or to excite people or to whatever. And so if they did that, then there you go. You don't need me. You already have what you were looking for. You have your reward in full. And then you have what, what he called the pagans, which is, you know, people that did not believe in the God of, of, of Israel, and the way that they would try to communicate is they would just ramble, ramble off mantras or ramble off um, things over and over again. Like we hear things like mantras or things people repeat over and over and over and over again, and they think that because of these many words that they're going to be heard or because of these repeating these phrases or repeating these, these chants or repeating these things, they're going to be heard. And I believe Jesus really cut through this stuff and said, look, I'm looking for your heart. 
like I'm there's I'm not looking for you to follow the method of these people or follow the method of these people. I'm looking for your heart. You don't have to feel like you have to, you know, have this eloquent speech prepared that everybody can see. No, actually, you can go in your closet. Like, nobody even has to see you. And you don't have to feel like you have to say these certain words repeatedly or say the right words repeatedly um, because that's not how that's not how it is. It's about your heart, which is so interesting because then we go down to the Lord's Prayer right after he says, you know, you don't have you don't have to say these things repeatedly or you're not going to be heard because of your many words or whatever. And then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. And a lot of times we'll take the Lord's Prayer and be like, this is the only thing we should be praying. And I believe we miss what Jesus is trying to show us here. It's like, no, I'm showing you what the heart looks like when you're going to God and your heart is for God and your heart is to connect with him, and your heart is on his strength versus your need. This is what it looks like. It doesn't have to be this way every single time, but this is what it looks like. It's all about your heart. And I believe, you know, Ryan, you hit on this as well when you were talking about it at the beginning. It's like your heart really is what matters to God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what matters is, is your heart. And it's kind of interesting because I don't think we're as in tune with our heart sometimes. Um, but God sees it every single time, even when we don't see it. And it's like, what is your heart saying? You know, your words can be saying one thing, but what is your heart saying? You know what's so interesting about that? I I have to tell this, like, really quick story. Um, You know, I was dealing with an issue uh, that was in in my heart, and – I hadn't spoken out loud to anyone, not a single person. And I don't even honestly don't even remember praying about it. And I had this like intimate time in prayer and experience with God where he answered the very thing that was in my heart that I didn't even speak out loud. Mm. And like, I just wanted to share that because it's such a testament to this scripture is like, he, 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 like, it's funny, like, what you were saying at the beginning, Janice, like, if he already knows what's in it, why do we have to say it out loud? Because <laughs> he, wants, he wants to be a part of it. But even though I didn't say it out loud, he still answered the prayer because he knew what was in my heart mm. before I even said it. That's good. Good grief. That's awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> so awesome. That's awesome. And I want to say this about the heart real quick because I know I can say for me sometimes where I'm like, I don't really want to tell him what's in my heart because it's not nice. He's like, I know that. And I want to help you with that. And, like, so it's okay. So some of us feel like God, you know, we make the mistake of making people that don't know feel like they have to come to Christ all together. And he doesn't even want that. Come just like that with that nasty stuff in your heart. It's okay because some of it you don't know how to deal with on your own. But when we bring it to him, he can help us. You know, he really can help us get through, like, to get to the root of, like, maybe why I even feel that way or, mm-hmm. you know, or help me to get rid of it. So it's okay. Yeah, and I think about God like like the most awesome counselor, right, in the world. Um, and a counselor is not going to push you somewhere that you're not ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even if they know there's an issue there, they're not going to push you because it will do more damage than good. So it's like okay, you know, 
God sees everything in your heart, and you come to him, and he'll, he knows what you're ready for and what you're not ready for. He sees all of it. And so it's like he wants you to come to him with your whole heart. But let's be honest, sometimes we're not ready or we don't even know what's in there. And the great thing about God is that he knows what we're ready for, and he understands. Even with Ryan's situation, it's like you didn't have to say it, Ryan. I knew you were ready. You know, I, knew, I know you enough to know you are ready to, to have this conversation and to talk with me about this. And it's so interesting because God sees us throughout all of our ups and downs, even in the moments where we don't want to talk to him. And he sees our heart then. He sees our situation then. But he's so amazing that he understands that if I push you right now to do this the way I know will, will yield some great fruit in your life, if I push you, I can harm you. And if I push you into something or force you into something, then I can actually do more harm than good. Even as parents, you know, as we're watching our children and as we're watching them learn and grow, there's times when my kid, like, I'm looking at him and he's struggling, like, to build something. I mean, my kid is young, so he's not doing that much struggling, but he's, like, trying to build some Legos. And I'm like, yo, I could help him. But I know that if I step in, then what does it do? It, it tears down his confidence. Then every single time he tries to build a Lego structure, he's going to come to me from now on, and he's not going to figure out how to do it himself, even though I know I can help. And so that's the great thing about God is that he looks at our heart, and he looks at the whole picture, and he doesn't force us. He, he allows us to come to him with those things, and then he's like, great, my child is ready to have this conversation with me. Let's dig in. And I love that about God. Yes. And let's make a Lego palace. Because, girl, I feel the same way. Like, I want to interject so bad. I'm like, I could make your project so much better if this is what I'm going to do. I would color in the lines. We would have glitter. And it would be neat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you're right. That's a great analogy, though. Like, God is so amazing to be patient with us. Because, I mean, let's face it, he created the universe and the world, and he can create anything. And so our projects are nothing for him. Nothing's impossible. So he could blow it out of the water, <laughs> you know, but he chooses to let us participate and get there. And that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That was awesome. Like, I'm not going to help yeah. London with her, her stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> London's going to be like, seriously, Cousin Dominique, why, <laughs> why did you tell my mom that I want to help? Oh, no, no, build your own palace, mommy can't. <laughs> oh man, you know it's so I, I true. Heard it, I heard it. I heard it said one uh, kind of like this: is that um, like Jesus is a gentleman, and he's mm-hmm. never gonna take you to a place that he knows you're not ready to go. And when I mm-hmm. when I heard it that way, I was just like, man, that's so like, you know, he's a gentleman. He's courting you. He's courting us in this relationship with him. And he's he's not going to push you past where he knows uh, you're not you're not ready to go. Yeah. And it's so funny. We talk a lot about, you know, God not taking away our, our free will and allowing us to come to him, you know, when we're ready. But think about it in the natural Every single time somebody takes somebody else's free will, it is a horrible experience, horrible. You've got rape. You've got um, killings and murders. These are all times where someone takes away someone else's free will, like just takes it. And it's, it's evil. <laughs> it's just evil. And so God is like, I'm not that way, and I'm never going to be that way because it's actually horrible. 
And we can see it in the natural, and God knows what taking away someone's free will does in your mind. It robs you. It robs you of developing authentically, and God doesn't want that for us. And I think that that's so beautiful that even in, even in the context of prayer, God says, I don't want to rob you of your will to come to me. Whether I know, you know, God knows everything in our heart. He was like, yeah, but I don't want to rob you of your moment mm-hmm. to come to me. You know, it's like, oh, God, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, man. So, well, the question then becomes, as we're digging in, it's like, why are we so focused on praying right? It seems as though there's a, a literally like the enemy is using this concept of, am I praying right? Am I doing it right? Am I saying the right things? Um, and people are literally not praying. They're just not praying at all because they are afraid that if they do pray, they're going to cause more harm than good because they're not doing it right. Where does that fear come from? What do you guys think? I think some of it comes from false teaching. And unfortunately, I feel some um, people may not have meant any harm, but we make it seem really hard or like there's some ritualistic way, which is interesting that we read the scripture, you know, to come to God in prayer. And I think it makes it hard. We're afraid, like, oh, my gosh, if I don't pray long enough, if I don't say enough words, if I don't use a scripture when I say it, if I don't base it off of this, he's not going to hear me, you know, because I think we've got this thing that we someone's put out there and we've all stood on it that, you know, well, God only hears you this way. He only hears you if you're doing this, and he only hears you if you're doing that. And that is so not true. Mm-hmm. That is so not true. So I think some of those false teachings. And I, I, I agree with that. And I also think there's just kind of like, I guess this kind of goes with what you were saying, Janice, this like um, false perception of what prayer should sound like. And when you asked that question, Dominique, my mind went back to like one of our very first prayer calls uh, for Faith Mamas. And I think you had asked me, I think you asked me to like lead, lead us off in prayer. And, like, my heart dropped all the way to the soles of my feet. And I was like, I can't pray out loud. What if I don't say the right thing? What if I don't do the right? Like, I was so afraid to pray out loud. And I I also think, you know, it has some to do with, like, you know, how we said God cares about your heart and your prayer time is, like, sacred. And so, like, it can be a little intimidating to say what's on your heart when you know other people are listening and because mm-hmm. it's, it's this moment of like vulnerability um, that you have. And I think prayer is supposed to, to help you be vulnerable with God. And when, you know, you pray out loud in front of other people, you're, you're showing and you're kind of exposing yourself um, in that way to other people. And I think that, that puts a lot of pressure. And for me, that, that was where a lot of the fear came from. Well, that brings me to my next question, Ryan, which is, say I am afraid, you know, I'm, re- I'm listening to this podcast and I'm realizing I am afraid to pray, and it's actually, I don't pray because of that. Actually, I go and ask everybody else to pray for me because I'm afraid to pray. I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. How does my focus shift to putting it all out there and, and, and not being so afraid of being perfect before God, like how do I 
what happens? Like, how do I go through that ship? That's good. Um, I think for me, I had to come to a place of realization that I'm not perfect, and I, I, I'm human, and I'm totally flawed. But that is the reason that God sent his son, Jesus, to pay for all of my sins. And I think when you can kind of make a shift in your mind that when you come to God, like he, I think there's a scripture in Matthew where it talks about, you know, um, they were the, the, the Pharisees, I believe he was like mocking Jesus for um, for breaking bread with people who were sinners and, and, and people who were just not like him. And Jesus, you know, replied that he has to be among the sick in order to heal. And, you know, he was talking about that in a, phys- in, in a physical sense and I believe in a spiritual sense. is like you have to understand and you have to get to a place where you're comfortable just being who you are in front of God and knowing that he doesn't expect for you to come to him, you know, all dressed up with a bow tie or, or your, your most beautiful gala dress on. Like he doesn't, he doesn't expect for us to come to him that way because if we came to him that way, then we wouldn't need him. We wouldn't need for him to, you know, um, put his spirit inside of us and, and cleanse our hearts and our souls and to um, guide us and lead us on where he's calling us to go. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't need him if, if we had to come to him perfect. So I think it's a matter of, like, shifting our brains and retraining the way we approach God. Mm-hmm. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, for some people who will say, well, that sounds hard. I don't know how to do it. Um, I had a Bible school teacher tell us something that helped me. This is what helped me. She said, God is good, the devil is bad, and they never switch places. And I was like, hmm, God is good, the devil is bad, they never switch. And, and, like, we have to understand God is good. He wants good for you. He does. He absolutely wants better for you than you probably even want for yourself. And I think for me, when I started realizing that, it's like, okay, so I can go talk to him. Because then that means if I talk to him about something and he gives me some truth, the truth isn't to tear me down and make me feel like I'm nothing Mm -hmm. and to humble me because he needs me to be in a certain position. God doesn't need that for you. He loves Mm -hmm. you. And his truth is to build you up. And so when I kind of, so for me, sometimes I have to say, okay, I want to talk to him about this. And remember, when I go talk to him, he's good. He's good. He loves me. And so I got to talk to him about it because he wants to help me. And, and it might be something, sometimes something as simple as God, just help me talk to you because I know I should. Like, I'm being dead serious. Like, I would just be blunt and frank with them and just say, this is where I'm at. Or, you know, Lord, I'm really scared to talk to you because um, you're probably going to tell me to do something I want to do. And he probably will. But at least mm-hmm. you put it out there. And I just believe it's something that happens when you come as we've been talking with that sacred, in that sacred moment with that pure heart and with just the truth. Like, God, this is where I'm at. You know what? Some days I have to tell them, I don't even want to pray about that because I know what you're going to tell me to do. But at least I'm getting it out now. <laughs> i got to be obedient. But just bring it. Whoever you are, just bring it. How do you start? How do you shift the focus on him? No, he's good and he loves you. He loves you more than you love yourself, and that is the truth. And know that he wants to help you, and he is the one who wants you to succeed. And so know that, and then just, just give it. Just start talking to him. Just say it. Even if you don't know the words to say in a prayer. Lord, I don't even know what to pray right now, mm-hmm. but I know you know my heart. You know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes we don't even know the words. Mm-hmm. I'm a girl. I, I, I still pray prayers like that. 
Because <laughs> I really don't know what to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful. But God really, God really wants us to come to him like we are. <laughs> like He's like, come to me and tell me you don't know what to say, you know. Come to me and say, look, I'm, I'm just here, and I want to learn how to connect with you more and talk to you and pray and share with you. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is that there's a lot of people that have been hurt by other people, right? You've put your whole self on the table, and it hasn't gone so well. And so you have gotten really accustomed to putting walls up and to being what you feel would be acceptable in certain situations. And I believe sometimes we take that to God and we try to do him the same way. Is like we, we kind of try to look a certain way when we come to God, like, okay, this is probably what would make God happy in the moment. And I think that one of the things that you said, Janice, that really stuck with me when you said it was like, when you go into your prayer time, like set aside some time this week, tomorrow, today, whenever, and go and remind yourself before you pray, God is good and he wants what's best for me. Like sometimes we have to remind ourselves that, you know, God is good, he wants what's best for me, and God wants me, where I am, how I am, authentically right now. And sometimes I think just saying those things before you go into prayer, reminding yourself of that, it really does, it really is helpful um, because it helps us to realize that, okay, this is who I'm about to go talk to right now. <laughs> this God is, is a God that, that loves me and that, that cares about me and that doesn't want me to be fake or phony. He wants me to be me. He wants me to be real. He wants me to to share who I am and the parts of me that I can't readily share with others. He wants to see all of that. And I honestly believe that doing that will be life-changing and life-shifting. I was, I was just going to say, I think that it also helps, like, when you can come to God for just exactly where you are and who you are today in this very moment, it helps build trust with him. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you go to him and it's like, okay, God, here I am at my most vulnerable, like, this is me. And he, he honors that. Like, he honors that. And, and you'll start to realize and you'll start to see that he loves you for who you are. And, and as you go throughout your journey with him in your prayer life, like, he's going to, there are going to be some changes that he takes you through, but he's going to honor that authenticity and I really think that helps, like, establish the trust with him so that every time you go through a challenge or every time you face a particular circumstance, you don't have to tap dance around it because you can, you've already built that trust with him that you, should, you can just go to him exactly as you are. Well, we are going to talk more about prayer and motherhood next week. And actually, it's going to be really cool because some moms from the Faith Mama community, the virtual village, will be joining the conversation and talking with us a little bit about some practical steps and things that we can do to incorporate prayer into our lives. Uh, But one of the things that I have been thinking about, and I'm going to issue this challenge to us, is a lot of times when it comes to prayer, prayer is healing. It's very therapeutic. It's an opportunity to go to the world's best counselor, which is God, and get those things worked through that need to be worked through and get answers to problems. But just like a counselor, we have to set the time to go 
and talk to God. It's great to talk to him regularly throughout the day. It's amazing. That's what we should be doing. But we also need to carve out sacred time. I love that word that Ryan used and that we've been using throughout this episode. Carving out sacred time to really talk to him. We see Jesus throughout scripture carving out sacred time every morning early in the morning, before the sun even rose, to go and talk to God, to go to the world's greatest counselor and to share what's going on and to get the healing that he needed to continue on through his day and on his mission. So today's challenge and this week's challenge is to set aside a time. Set aside a time. It doesn't have to be the same time every day, but set aside a time every day, whether it be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, to sit and talk to God, to sit and share with God, and allow that time to be sacred. Nothing infringes, nothing impedes on that time. I can't become too busy for that time. Put it on our watches as an alert or an alarm. Put it on our phones to remind ourselves that this is a sacred time. And even if we go during that time and don't know what to say, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we just have to ask God, God, I'm here because this is a sacred time, but I don't know what to say. Help me. And he will. And so I just encourage all of us for the challenge for this week is that we set aside the time to truly connect with God through prayer. If you want some accountability, I encourage you to post in the Faith Mama um, in the Faith Mama Virtual Village and say, my time with God today is blah, 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 11 o'clock a.m., or it's 7 a.m., or whatever, and post it in the group so that people can say, hey, how'd it go, or if that's the accountability that you believe that will help you as you're building this muscle, um, I encourage you to post that in the group, and let's hold one another accountable also um, to building that time with God. We are so grateful for all of our podcast patrons. And shout out to Chelsea Kiraz and Lisa Diggs for sponsoring Faith Mamas and becoming a monthly patron. Um, If you would like to support us in spreading the word of hope, healing, and deliverance to moms all across the globe, become a Faith Mama patron today. And you can do so by visiting us at www.faithmamas.com slash sponsor and click the link for patron. Faith Mama patrons will also receive exclusive extended uh, episodes of all of our podcasts for only a small donation of $19.99 per month. So if you are excited about the Faith Mama's mission and you would love to give back, we encourage you to visit our site and donate. Yes, and absolutely, you know, don't forget also that you can join hundreds of moms in over eight countries across the world by downloading the Faith Mamas app. That's right. We have an app, y'all, and it's available on Google Play and in the iTunes store, and uh, hashtag is free, so there's no reason you shouldn't download it. Okay, and <laughs> you, you also get this free app where you can really get access to our podcast, devotionals, the virtual village, our radio station, whoop, whoop, that actually goes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you can be uplifted and listen to some awesome music all day long and all night. So go download it. Did I mention it's free? Amen. Well, I don't know about you ladies, but I have learned a ton from today's episode, and I'm excited to continue the conversation over in our virtual village on Facebook. Um, So let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, um, 
for just meeting us on this episode today, Lord God. We thank you for stretching us and growing us in our prayer lives, Lord God. And we just pray this week that each mama who listens to this episode, Lord God, that you would um, help them to increase their prayer life, Lord God. And if they're afraid to come to you, Lord God, just allow them to set aside some time this week and just talk to you about their fears, Lord God, and that they would come to you as authentically and um, as transparent as they know how, Lord God. And for any of you uh, mamas who maybe this is your first encounter with God and you are starting to feel a tugging on your heart that, you know, you want to know more about Jesus. You want to know more about what it is to have a relationship with him and to pray with him and to talk to him. You want to know more about it. I encourage you to repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, God, I believe in you. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation, and I am ready to trust you as the Lord and of my life and my Savior. So thank you for your son Jesus for coming to, to come, coming to earth and for saving us, and I trust and put all of my, my faith and hope in you, Jesus. I accept you into my life today, Jesus Christ, and believe that your words are true. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. In Jesus Christ, amen.